Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. I am going to head back inside here shortly. I just wanted to charge up, charge up a little bit. So I came outside for a, a little bit, charged up. Um, I'm really excited about the check-in for today because we're going to be talking about what it takes to build a self-love environment, the dream. We're going to be talking about what it takes to build up the dream. Uh, it is the dare to rule everything around me. That's what it is. That is your self-love environment in a nutshell. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to be talking about. And so I'm just going to invite a few folks in to the room and uh, we're going to get started. I'm really excited. Again, you know, today we always uh, create this space every Saturday morning at 930 to talk about self-care and to really get down into the details of what it means to build up your self-love environment, your self-love language, and your self-love vision. And the reason why that's so important is because in your journey and learning how to uh, embrace who you are, embrace the love that you have for yourself, it's really um, essential that you know every last detail of what that is, what it looks like. When you know what it looks like, it's easier to reach out and grab it and have it for yourself. So I'm gonna go back inside now. It is, I feel like I am fully charged. <laughs> Because that son, she's not playing any games. So, um, all right. So, if you've been following Center Me for, I don't know, the past few months, <laughs> we have been really uh, evolving. And part of this evolution is getting um, more detailed in what it is that we provide for Black women, learning how to embrace self-love and wanting more, wanting to transform wanting more into being more. And so the three key elements that we discuss at Center Me in achieving self-love and having it for yourself and rediscovering it for yourself are having, you know, building a self-love environment, speaking a self-love language and connecting with and adhering to your self-love vision. And in our Center Me signature coaching experience, we talk about um, three different 
parts of the program, three different parts of the program that um, that we are that we are uh, teaching and coaching. And so the three parts, you know, we already identify the three key elements. And so we break it up into three parts. And so the first part is your self-love environment, the dream, the dare to rule everything around me. And then we move into talk that talk. And, you know, when talk that talk, that's how we are helping you to learn how to create your own self-love language, which, you know, talk is an acronym, T-A-L-K is and it means to articulate with love and knowing and we'll get into that next saturday um and then the third part is the uh thrive portion of the program and that's also an acronym that means the human right to be innovative be victorious and evolve and so today we're going to get into details on the dream the dare to rule everything around me and so I just wanted to kind of give you a, a little summary of what it is that we do in our Center Me Signature uh, Coaching Experience, that program. And um, and so that you know that this is what we do on a regular basis. So this isn't just a one-off thing for this uh, clubhouse room for today. And so, so today, um, again, we're going to be talking about the dream, the dare to rule everything around me. When we are discussing our self-love environment, we have to be um, aware that there is two components, your internal space and your external space. We want to identify what your internal environment looks like. And in doing that, this is going to, this is why we we keep it real. <laughs> this is why we keep it real. And um, uh, and so we talk a lot about what it means to connect with your emotions. We identify what uh, your thought patterns are looking like. And in, in, in connecting with your emotions, we teach about how they trigger different feelings and how they trigger different thoughts. And so it's not a surprise when we realize that we have a generally negative thought process and we also typically feel negative emotions a lot. So this is why um, if you have ever experienced or if you are experiencing depression, your thought process reflects that. And so your environment, your internal environment is all connected. Your emotions are going to trigger feelings and thoughts and your thoughts are going to, are going to trigger uh, feelings and trigger emotions. And so that's how the cycle goes. And so when we identify what's going on in our internal space and we start pulling up these weeds, we start pulling up these weeds and um, really getting out of these uh, bad habits of um, entertaining negative thoughts and, um, and not really exploring our negative feelings. And I don't even really like to call them negative or bad or anything like that. They just don't feel good. 
<laughs> I don't want to label them, you know, negative. Um, so, so excuse me for that, because here's the thing. When we allow ourselves to connect with these emotions, the, this anger, this sadness, um, when we, the fear, when we connect with these three emotions, we learn more about ourselves. And when we start exploring them, we learn how to embrace them. And this is what this is what it's going to start looking like when you are building up an environment that is healthy, that is fertile for planting seeds for you to grow and expand. You know, this is how you this is how you start taking care of your garden. You start with the soil, your environment. And so when we learn how to embrace the emotions that don't feel good and allow these emotions to do their job, (laughs) these emotions have come to teach us more about ourselves. And this is why... um, in our program and with Center Me as a whole, we aim to help you in improving your self-awareness. That is key. That is key. And so when we bring your awareness to what it is that you're feeling on a regular basis, what are your thoughts? What are the thoughts that you are entertaining? Because truth of the matter is, um, you know, a negative, you know, a negative thought is going to happen. You know, that's, that's, that's inevitable. But how we choose, what we choose to do with it at the level that we choose to engage with it is what determines what our um, internal environment will, will look like and feel like. And so, I remember when I first started really paying attention to my thought process and I I remember noticing how incredibly repetitive it was. I was thinking about the same things over and over and over. And unfortunately, they were not contributing to my self-love environment. They were not contributing to an environment that was ideal you know, something where I was, something that was healthy. Um, And so obviously at that time, my internal environment was not healthy. My, the emotions that I felt regularly were sadness, was fear, was anger. And even though I tried to neglect the anger and suppress the anger, it was still there. And it was still very much manifesting in the way that I uh, showed up in relationships, specifically the relationships with my children. Um, and so, I'm, and I say that to say, when you start bringing the awareness to you, and what's going on inside of you. It's okay if it's something that you, if it's not ideal off the bat. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to expand. And we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere. And so always meet yourself with love. 
And then, and, and in doing that, what I have found in my journey, you know, uh, meeting myself with love in that way, you know, asking myself questions, one, you know, trying to figure out why did I respond this way? Why is this my, why was this my initial reaction to this situation? Um, why do I feel this whenever, you know, that happens or things of that nature? And so just bringing your awareness to, what's going on inside is going to help you in creating, and I'm sorry, and meeting that or bringing that awareness with love um, is going to not, it's, it's a lot of times, like I feel like I've said this a few times too, um, when we look back, we tend to judge, especially when we feel like, you know, we've escaped a certain situation or we've made it out of a certain situation or we've, you know, made it through a storm we look back and we judge, you know, who we used to be is, you know, like, you know, oh, I used to have so low self-esteem. Oh my God, I was just so terrible, blah, blah, blah. But when you learn how to do this process in a way where you are meeting yourself with love and you are always being gentle and kind with yourself and understanding that anger is healthy, you just have to figure out what is triggering it, what is fueling it. Um, when you do make it through, instead of looking back and judging, you're going to look back with an enormous amount of appreciation. You're going to look back with enormous amount of appreciation for who you were because she's the one that made the decision that, you know, things needed to change. She's the one that did the work <laughs> to get you to where you are in a healthy environment internally. And so you want to start bringing your awareness to, you want to start bringing your awareness to what is going on inside so that we can start implementing systems that are going to help counter the old way of things. And so what I mean by that is, I remember I told you that, you know, when I first started bringing that awareness to my thought process and the things that I was thinking were typically, you know, very repetitive and almost always the same thing. And it was always negative. Uh, so that one of the systems that I put in place was to immediately stop myself. No matter where I was in that thought, I would just stop. And then I would put my thoughts and my focus. I would bring my focus and my awareness to something that I knew I wanted and whatever it was that was going to help me get there. So for example, one of the systems that I put in place, so whenever I would catch myself thinking about something negative or you know something that just wasn't conducive to my self-love environment, wasn't in alignment with my self-love environment that I was uh, building for myself internally, I would immediately stop no matter where I was in that particular um, thought process. And I would focus on my affirmations or I would focus on what's next with my business. Or I would focus on, you know, what am I going to do with my babies today? How are we going to enjoy our day today? What am I going to do to help build our our bond with ourselves today? 
And I would just always bring my awareness to something that I knew I wanted and I knew that I wanted to um, to grow in and, I, and, and something that was going to be more healthy. And so, and I just also, I always say this as well, whenever you stop yourself from, you know, entertaining negative thoughts, honor that and acknowledge that with a win. Like that is a cool, give yourself a pat on the back because one of the things that I didn't do a lot in this process, um, when I first started my self-love, my, my self-care journey and embracing self-love was celebrating myself regularly. If I could do it all over again, I would def- that would be something that I would definitely focus on as well. Celebrating all of my wins, not just the big ones, but all of them. And so always take that time to honor yourself and celebrate yourself when you when you acknowledge that okay this thought is not in conducive it's just not in alignment with my self love environment that I'm building for myself internally and 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 when you do that ah, that's such a win that is a huge win i'm going to give you a um a scientific term for what it is that you're doing it's called neuroplasticity And what this means is you are creating new neural connections and new neural pathways in your brain. So what you're doing is anything that it is either, you know, triggering you to have these negative thoughts or if they're just happening um, because of the unprocessed emotions that are still within you. Whenever you start really unpacking those emotions and really bringing your awareness to the thoughts and changing them, stopping them and changing them, you are creating different neural pathways in your brain. So this is a process that goes so much more deeper than wishful thinking or um, you know, just, um, I just want to, you know, be better. This is something that is happening on an emotional, physiological, mental level. So this is, you are, you're, you are really rewiring your thought process. And the reason why that is going to be so incredible for your growth and expansion is because you are going to, this is something that you're not going to have to go back and do again. This is some, it's like when you learn how to tie your shoes, eventually you just start tying your shoes without even thinking about it, without even looking looking at it. So right now you may be in a space where you have to physically stop thinking those negative thoughts, those really intrusive thoughts and redirect your focus and your awareness. But eventually, you're just going to be automatically always in a space of, you know, conducive thoughts that are going to contribute to your self-love environment. You're going to always be, you know, uh, lifting yourself up. You're going to always be, you know, looking at things with love and you're going to have this sense of inner peace that is just going to be unmoving, unwavering. And so 
the work it you know has to be done but the benefits that you the the harvest man the harvest it will be bountiful and so that is one of the ways that you can really uh start to help improve your internal self-love environment and really start existing in the dream, the dare to rule everything around me. And, and, and so when we talk about the dream from an external measure, when we start talking about our external um, environment and what we, what we want for that self-love environment externally, um, we start to identify our relationships, our, you know, career, our job, our hobbies and interests, our living space, and our routines. I don't talk about our routines a lot, but I I, I want to make sure that I am identifying that. That is also something that um uh, could could actually be um well let me just say this. Everything externally is going to be a reflection of what's happening internally. Everything externally is going to be a reflection of what happens internally. All right. So when we think about the relationships, when we think about the way that our job is going, our career is going, when we think about our hobbies and interests, when we think about our routines, when we think about our living space, that is all a reflection of what is happening internally. Because what's happening internally is the lens in which you see all of these things. And so when we, um, when we are existing in the dream, the dare to rule everything around me as it relates to our relationships. It is very important that we identify relationships that are healthy and supportive. And if there are none, we have to be okay with being alone. We have to get rid of that fear of being alone so that we know that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what happens who you know what relationships we have to sever the most important thing is that we are existing in a self-love environment and if that environment is only one is an environment with one relationship the relationship with self that is better than having an environment that has toxic and abusive relationships in it. So when we talk about our relationships, um, you have to start identifying what it is that you want from these relationships and what it is that you're willing to give to these relationships. And do you have it to give? <laughs> you know, start being bringing your awareness to the capacity that you have for this relationship. Look at the relationship objectively and, you know, ask yourself, is this a relationship that is balanced? Is it healthy? Is it supportive? And I'm not talking about instances or, you know, 
one-off situations. I'm talking about, is this relationship consistently healthy, supportive, and balanced? If it is not, you can have the um, conversation and, you know, set these boundaries, you know, because that's one of the things that we teach in our Center Me Sis uh, signature coaching experience. We talk about keeping it real, which is coming from an emotional and mental standpoint. But our boundaries is another thing that we get into when we talk about the dream, because, you know, boundaries, whether they be internal or external, they are going to help us in building the foundation of this self-love environment, the foundation of this dream. And so when you are having these conversations, the only thing that you, you know, if if you if you don't say anything else, communicate your boundaries. Communicate your boundaries and what your expectations are. If there is no change and how long you're willing to wait is completely up to you. You know, only you know what you have the capacity for. But if there is absolutely no change, then we have to vet out these relationships. Because that's the only way that we can make room for the healthy and supportive ones to emerge. And when we talk about our career, our jobs, if we are in a space where um, we're experiencing a lot of stress, um, it is triggering our anxiety, um, and you just dread getting there and going there, then there are definitely some systems that need to be put in place, i.e. boundaries, i.e. Uh, maintaining your uh, inner peace and confidence and security and self so that when you are in these situations, you are now seeing opportunities to improve where you are. If a complete change needs to be made, then you have to start mapping out a plan. And the plan has to start with what your ideal environment is at your job or your ideal career. And then you work your way back to from there to create this plan of how to get there. What are some things that are required to be there? And then how do you... How do you contribute to this, you know, contribute to this, this, this roadmap and how to get there? Um, but you should be in a space where you are not, um, you are navigating, you're navigating stress easily and you are not allowing external measures to, to trigger you. And if they do, you know what it takes for you to be back in alignment with your your, your dream, your self-love environment. And when it comes to your hobbies and interests, it's simple. Make time for them. Make time for them. Because your hobbies and interests are where you are most likely going to be inspired the most. Now, granted, I encourage being finding ways to be inspired everywhere, you know, from within, from your relationships, from your job, from uh, your living space. Um, you, you should find you should be able to find an inspiration everywhere, but especially where you are most stimulated in your hobbies and your interest. 
And so just simply make time for that. Make time for it. Because I can promise you that is productivity. We live in an environment in a society where, you know, productivity is considered work, 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 work. But productivity is really any and everything that contributes to your overall health and well-being. That is productivity. And that is making time for your hobbies and your interests. All right, and so when we take when we talk uh, talk about your um, living space, when it comes to your living space, you want to see a reflection of you. You want to see. A, let me take that back. You want to see a reflection of your highest self in your living space. You want to see love. You want to see peace. You want to see. Um, balance. You want to see a generally clean and organized space. <laughs> Cause we do know what, what, what we do know is that, um, there are, uh, disorganization, mess and clutter. Those are signs of depression. And so, um, we want our living space to be generally clean and, and organized. And, and it needs to reflect the highest version of you. I'll tell you, one of the I when I look at my living space now versus when I was experiencing depression and anxiety, and I was just I didn't know what it was to love myself. Oh, my space has come alive. Literally, my space has come alive. There are so many living things in my space now. I have plants everywhere. And I love my plants. Now, granted, I was terrible at it at first, but I'm getting better. They love me. I love them. We're getting we're, <laughs> we're working this thing out. But there's plants everywhere, paintings, pictures, affirmations. My living space is the best space. I have incense burning on a regular basis. I have um, music almost playing all the time. It's just, it's alive because I'm alive. And so that's... That's why, you know, um, we focus a lot on our living space in the program. Like, what is, what is it that you want to see um, that's going to help contribute to an environment? What is going to contribute to your dream? Your dream, the dare to rule everything around me. And so, so yeah, that is very important too. Right. All of these things are important. And lastly, but not least, your routine, your routines. Take a good look at your routines. What are you doing on a regular basis? And are you making time for yourself? Um, what are the things that is included Included in my self-love environment, my dream, as it relates to my routines, is meditating every day. Now, granted, I would say maybe like two or three days out of the month, I may not meditate. 
but I meditate. I try my best to make sure that I'm, I'm making time for that, that stillness daily. Because I know that that time with myself is helping me to be always aware of my dream. Internally and externally. I have to keep my eye open. And meditation helps me do that. Another part of my routine is journaling. And I just finished one of my journals from um, to the cover to the, to the last page. And so I have to go get another one today. Because I love, love, love journaling. And the reason why it's so important to make sure that you're uh, getting in the habit of speaking life into yourself, which, which is one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I love journaling is because if I go, if I am going through some turbulence, when I go back a few pages or a book, <laughs> a few journals, because I have, I have several that I've completed so far in my journey, I'll go back and I'll either go back to look at where I was to find that appreciation for where I am now, or I'll just, you know, look back for um, when I know that I'm speaking. And then this is regular. So it, it, could, it could be any page of any journal where I'm looking back and I'm just speaking life into myself. I mean, I'm just, I am, I am commanding the energy. I'm calling in my energy. I am operating in my highest self. And when I read those pages, man, I get so energized. I get so energized. And so when you look at your routine, what are some things that you are putting in place that are going to pour back into you? Is your routine you constantly giving and giving and giving? Or does your routine include some time where you are pouring back into you? That is necessary. That is necessary. Because a lot of us are pouring from an empty cup, i.e. high-functioning depression. (laughs) There's just no other way around it. And that's why we, we're experiencing a disconnect with ourselves. That's why we're having trouble learning who, who we are. That's why we're having a, pro, uh, a trouble learning or envisioning what it looks like to love ourselves, to embrace that love, because we're not taking any time to pour back into ourselves. And my um, children, they've been gone for about three weeks. They're coming home today. I'm so excited. And I was talking to a good friend of mine and I was just saying uh, to him that, man, I eat so healthy when the kids are gone. (laughs) My routine, like my diet is so ideal when the kids are gone. Because when they're home, I'm like, really, I always feel like I'm pressed for time. And so I always do what is quick and easy. And that's usually just not healthy, right? And so I had, I was just like, you know, but this time when they come home, I'm I'm making the commitment to make sure that they are in alignment with the healthy lifestyle that I operate on. That no matter what, 
I am creating time to make sure that we're all benefiting from healthy eating. I walk regularly. And so they're going to start walking with me. And so, um, you know, your routine is so important. It's so important. And I just cannot stress that enough. So, you know, we've talked about the dream, the dare to rule everything around me. You guys are going to kill it. I can feel it. If you're listening to this, you're going to kill it. You are going to kill it. And then before you know it, you're going to be operating in the dream. You're going to be existing in a self-love environment internally and externally. And I can't wait for you, sis. I can't wait for you to experience this. It's beautiful here. And the harvest is bountiful. I'm sending you so much love, so much peace, and so much light, sis.